Yeah, it takes a lot. Um, what I've been talking about in the next 10 years or so is uh, the first findings coming from a research project, an EU form research project. The, the flag out there, we've got our own slogan, Concordia Discourse. Uh, so, and we've got our own as well. So, we are basically, uh, a new research project focusing on intergroup relations at neighborhood level in five different European countries. It was uh, in London, it was Barcelona, Turin, Nuremberg, Budapest. I will not go into any detail about them. Um, we, um, from Compass, decided to look at two different uh, neighborhoods in Scotland. Um, this may not be needed, it's a map of Scotland. With Bermondsey and in Yellow, uh, Camberwell, both of them community council areas. Um, and the colors are not entirely coincidental. Horse Bermondsey has been lived them for 30 years. Uh, Camberwell has been a labor stronghold for the same period of time. Uh, if we look a bit more, I mean, it's as always, it's been referred back to the 2001 census data, kind of in an apologetic manner, but they still give a very good, good, good idea of how Southern. And this part of South London got a proportion of uh, black population that's significantly higher than in London at large. And if you compare both in Camberwell, you've got a proportion in Camberwell that's almost double the one in Burnsey. And if we kind of look at the way it's likely to involve, these are the figures from the sort of pupil population by ethnicity from 2007, where you see uh, black African as the biggest ethnic group. Um, so in that sense, we also talk about a dem demographic picture where it's a very young black population in the uh, and this kind of gives more of the same picture for like 3% uh, of black persons to women are thought over since half those to women born themselves in Africa, where again, sort of stands out within the London picture, but it's again South London where the proportions are higher. If we look a little bit more detail, I mean, this is kind of, it's fieldwork taking place over a period of uh, six, seven months, uh, key informed interview, interviews with residents in Burns in Camberwell, and I'm here just attempting to kind of, kind of point to some of the main kind of findings from the two neighborhoods. As you would have seen from the maps, they are very near each other in terms of geographical distance. At the same time, we're talking about two very different neighborhoods. Bermondsey, we was once kind of a, a title of no do documentary about Bermondsey, old days in Bermondsey, where you had these kind of tight mix village uh, community almost, where it was all very locals, work based on the Dublin industries, locally rooted families, of course, also. Uh, with then, and 
and then you have a very strong sense of local identity, also very strong territorial sense of identity between them and us with the old kangaroos as kind of the, uh, uh, the boundary. And it's also some who I to football might recognize Millwall slogan, no one likes us, we don't care. It's again uh, linked up to the kind of permanency spirit or ex exclusion. Um, and for a long time, very much overwhelmingly white, white working class, in particular because Bermondsey was a metropolitan of borough on its own until 1965. And as most, most of the housing in Bermondsey was social housing, it was local housing for local people. So it stayed, stayed like that for, for a long time. It's also an area which by many is still perceived, perceived as, as racist. Um, and it's been used by the BNP for marches, less so over the last few few years, but it's still that that image, that stigma that's linked to it. Camberwell, completely different. Um, where one can say that integration, immigration has taken place in Bermondsey for 30 years, you could say that in Camberwell you've got, got inflows for 300 years. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but it sounds good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of go back a long time with settlements of Huguenots, German immigrants, and so on and so on. Especially, of course, since the Second World War, where you have the Wingross generation, Afro Caribbean, and ladies, especially from West Africa, and of course, part of, of Brixton camp, it's that concentration of black people in southern London. And as I said, it's processes have been ongoing for a very, very long time. So Camberwell to date is much more of a super diverse community where there is not such a thing as one dominant core of population with, with a claim to the identity and history of the area. It's a lot of different groups divide also socioeconomically, and immigrants having arrived at different times. Uh, emerging trends, again, from, from this. Um, when we talk to the local residents there, it is, was kind of a characteristic of both Bermondsey and Camberwell that it was point to again and again that it was uh, the most significant local difference, and one that was growing, was different chasing according to us. Uh, one saw it more strongly in Bermondsey because that had been very homogeneous unit. Mm. You've got the redevelopment of the Docklands. Mm. In Camberwell, you've got more long term gentrification mm -hmm. process, but of course, housing Camberwell get more and more expensive. Uh, Characteristic also, you touched a bit on the associational involvement, so on limited being uh, involvement in civil society association at neighborhood level. Bermondsey, it would still be kind of the old working class, white working class who would be kind of dominating the voluntary associations and so on. And in Campwell, similar but more with an emphasis in white living class. And especially in Campwell, you see. 
churches emerging as much more significant focal point for black African population. Uh, the ends of towards the end now. Black common ground and shifting boundaries. Uh, when I went to Campbell, it was my first experience of that part of London, and I was struck by these uh, references to kind of black as a identifier in the market. I remember looking at a label saying black writing at the library. I was totally sure it was mixed in. Everyone who wrote this play. Um, and then, of course, black music, black dance, black churches, based the black history was every in October, <coughs> black gangs as well. At the same time, within this kind of nicely uh, rubric of black, you then also have a, a number of shifting boundaries coming uh, to ethnicity, nationality, religion, immigrant, resident status, neighborhood. And I hadn't really. This is kind of where um, I guess the analysis still ongoing because there's so many different ways of perceiving oneself, and these ways of perceiving oneself are not static. They say we sold them is was repeated a number of times. Of course, obviously, very very powerful reference to a colonial historian or slave trade and so on. It refers to, of course, the differences between Afro-Caribbean and West African populations, which then also has got some links to contest over resources locally about jobs who do well and so on. And that's then also, um, and then you also get the uh, statement from the uh, younger black African woman born in the 20s who kind of looks beyond these demarcations and say, well, we are all, we all belong here, we are all Londoners. And then you get the uh, young black Caribbean youth kind of struggling to relate where they, their parents came from to where they are and what is, where they how do they belong? How do they phrase their belonging? And the last quote is, uh, I guess, that last major black uh, group, uh, Somalian, who, because of her religious identity, but also because her position as a refugee on the recent immigrants, is uh, being stigmatized by, by other parts of the community. And as I said, these are some of the uh, different boundaries within the group, and that's where we are right now. Thanks.